Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. How did we get here to this point in the 21st century after about 6,000 years of human history? We have seen in the last couple years, governments around the world lose their collective minds. We have seen cowardice reign supreme in practically every decision that our leaders make. Of course, corruption as well. All kinds of hypocrisy. What about crime? What about violence? What about the inability of mankind to make peace? Why are we packed into cities? I saw a study recently where an experiment was performed on rats and the rats that are from high population areas are about 20 times more likely to carry coronavirus. So that same trend would probably be true of people. If people are literally living stacked on top of each other, it's not good for peace of mind or happiness. And naturally, all of the evils of human beings come together and get worse. They proliferate when so many people are crowded together like that. But even diseases and viruses spread so much more rapidly in the cities. How did we get to this point? Why are cities such a common way of living? Why? Why are the currently accepted trends in society accepted? Why do we do things the way that we do? The late educator and theologian Herbert W. Armstrong wrote in his landmark magnum opus book, Mystery of the Ages, about the mystery of civilization. What makes up a society? How do we determine our laws? How do we choose our leaders? How do the average people live? Well, we see it all around us today. We know how it works in the society around us today. And really, it doesn't work very well. But what's the history behind it? How did we get here? Mr. Armstrong writes on page 136 of Mystery of the Ages, which you can get for free at thetrumpet.com. Few stop to think about it, but when you do, could anything be more or be wrapped in more mystery than this world's civilization? How explain 
the astonishing paradox, a world of human minds that can send astronauts to the moon and back, produce the marvels of science and technology, transplant human hearts, yet cannot solve simple human problems of family life and group relationships or peace between nations. The developed nations have made awesome progress. They have produced a highly mechanized world providing every luxury, modern convenience, and means of pleasure. Yet they are cursed with crime, violence, injustice, sickness, and disease, broken homes and families. At the same time, more than one half the world is living in illiteracy, abject poverty, filth, and squalor. Violence and destruction are rapidly multiplying. Many ask, why, if God exists, does he allow so much violence and human suffering? You see, we human beings devise our own systems of government, religion, education, finance, technology, agriculture, and so much more. And when those ways fail, it's hard to blame ourselves. So we turn around and we blame God. We ask, why does God do this to us? As if it's his fault. The fact is, the way that civilization operates today dates back about 6,000 years. It goes all the way back to the very first book of the Bible. We can learn a lot from studying that history, tracking the trends of civilization through the millenniums. But how did our civilization get here? Do people really consider that? Is that an important question? Why do we have a society of laws and government? It didn't always used to be that way. There used to be a bit more chaos and anarchy on the earth. And in fact, it got so bad that God sent the flood and he started everything all over again. But really, the way the earth is today goes back even beyond 6,000 years, beyond the Garden of Eden beyond the tree of life versus the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, beyond Adam and Eve's wrong choice. It goes even all the way back to the angels. This could have been millions of years ago that God sent a third of the holy angels down to earth to beautify and finish his perfect creation on this planet the archangel the archangel lucifer was in charge and all he had to do was continue in the way that god taught him all he had to do was apply god's perfect law of love and for as long as he did that the angels on earth were rejoicing they were the happiest beings you could ever possibly imagine. And they created, they beautified, they produced 
they built, they, they planned and designed and the fruits were spectacular. However, it didn't last. You can see in Isaiah chapter 14 and in Ezekiel chapter 28, how Lucifer's mind changed. He rebelled and it all started with a little bit of bitterness toward God's government. Really, that is the core of so many of the problems today. Human beings so often live exactly the same way in rebellion against God's government. He tells us to do certain things and we think we're smarter and we try to do it differently. We make up our own laws instead of applying the Ten Commandments, the spirit of which would solve every world problem. Here on page 138 of Mystery of the Ages, Mr. Armstrong writes, Lucifer turned cooperation and harmonious activity into competition, evil, rebellion, and destruction. Now, that first part there, competition, naturally, we could think competition is a good thing. But so often, what competition really means is trampling all over others to try to get the best for ourselves. It's not the type of back and forth where we mutually excel each other and we motivate each other to reach a higher standard. It's about, well, either I feed my family or you take it away from my family. So obviously I have to defeat you. It's about who is going to make the most money, who is going to make, get promoted. And it always comes at the expense of somebody else doing whatever we have to do to supplant and displace somebody else pushing them down so we can go up. That is the type of competition that Lucifer turned into Satan invented a spirit of competition, crush everyone else at all costs. Mr. Armstrong continues here. Light on earth was turned to darkness, wasteness, decay, and ruin came to the surface of the earth. Now, here's what a lot of people don't realize. At this point, the earth was totally dark. It was completely submerged in water. And it had to be created or recreated a second time. Psalm 104 verse 30 says, you send forth your spirit. They are created and you renew the face of the earth. You could see in Genesis chapter one as well, how the spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. That's in verse two. So you have God and the word, the, t the two eternal pre-existing 
God beings. God commanded the word. The word used the power of the Holy Spirit to restore, to replenish, to recreate the earth. The power of God's Holy Spirit. It is not the third person in a trinity. It is the power. Star Wars has the force. God has the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is actually real. Now, once God recreated the earth, it was up to human beings to keep it beautiful, to keep on finishing that creation. God created human beings and gave us dominion over the earth. We are in charge of the animals. God gave us certain of the animals for food. (laughs) The Bible says that. And yet a lot of people today think that it is cruel to slaughter a clean animal for nourishment of human beings. If people would just look to the Bible, they would realize how far off so many of their beliefs really are. So humans are here today because Lucifer and a third of the angels failed. Now, we should have learned our lesson from the failure of those perfect angels. They chose to rebel. Lucifer went to them probably one by one and stirred them up into a spirit of rebellion. They became vain. They thought they deserved more. They didn't want to work for it. They didn't want to prove themselves on earth so that they could then go out and rule the universe too. They just wanted to take it right away. They got greedy. They got selfish. It made them miserable. And now they are sick and twisted, sad and mad. And these demons rampage all over the earth today. So many of the problems you see in this world around you are caused by evil spirit beings. And right now they're stuck on earth. Revelation 12 verse 9 shows that. Or Revelation 12 verse 12. These these demons cast down and confined on this earth. And humans by ourselves are no match for that spirit power. We discover this all the time. We are mortal. We are frail and physical. So weak compared to spirit beings. God and the word, the angels, Satan and the demons are composed of spirit. They don't need to eat. They don't need to sleep. They never get tired. So if we humans decide to solve our problems on our own, we have the entire evil spirit world against us. What are we supposed to do against that? These these demons that can zip all over the planet in an instant 
and they can infiltrate human minds with ease. How can we possibly stand up to that on our own? That is the reason why human problems today are rapidly multiplying. We're trying to take on the, <laughs> the invincible enemy. There's nothing we can do on our own. Page 139, Mr. Armstrong writes here in Mystery of the Ages, Thus man has built a man-made and Satan-influenced civilization. Man not only has ruined the earth he should have developed and improved, he has destroyed his own health by wrong living and degraded and perverted his own spiritual character. Now at last, as we near the end of the 6,000 years God has allowed him this free reign, man has created the Frankenstein of weapons of mass destruction that can destroy all mankind utterly unless a merciful God intervenes to save us from ourselves. How is it working out for us? Going it alone, apart from God. We are on the brink of nuclear annihilation. It's not going so well, is it? We have failed miserably. Now, thankfully, this is all part of God's plan, as Mr. Armstrong alluded to there. God has allotted mankind 6,000 years of suffering. He lets us choose. He let Eve be deceived by the devil into taking from the tree of death, essentially. And Adam just went along with it. Ever since, human civilization has been on that track. Not the God track, the Satan track. That's the, the reason why society is this way. And ever since the world has been held captive, Satan is a brilliant captor. He is a master at enslaving human beings to all kinds of sins, all kinds of addictions and vices while making us think that we made those decisions ourselves. He makes us think that living lawlessly is freedom. He deceives us into thinking that we can just do whatever we want and we're going our own way. But really, it is Satan's way. We're just following Satan even if we don't realize it when we neglect and reject God. It's either God's way or Satan's way. There is no third option. We can try to tiptoe in between the two, but eventually that leads us wholeheartedly into Satan's way too. There's no way around it. There is no third way, man's way, because man's way is Satan's way. People don't realize this, but it is true. When we go our own way, it's exactly what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to reject God the same way he did. 
page 142, all humanity came out of Adam and Eve. The present world was founded in them. The world has ever since been held captive. The world had thus chosen the way of the kidnapper rather than of the potential parent. That's right. Satan wants us to destroy our incredible human potential to be a part of the God family. God, the father wants us to be his sons. So we either end up in God's family or we don't. There's no third way. Now, the whole reason why Jesus Christ had to die was because human beings chose death. Satan didn't force us to choose death, but he does have a powerful influence. And we all, every day, have to make sure that our thoughts, words, actions, and desires match up with God's, or else we're very likely committing sins. The penalty of sin is death, Romans 6, verse 23. And thus, our creator who later became Jesus Christ had to die for our sins. If Christ did not die for our sins, when we die, we would be permanently dead. Instead, there is a chance of a resurrection and a spiritual life after this. Page 143. God set apart a 7,000-year period to complete his original supreme purpose of reproducing himself through man. It was a masterminded, master plan for working out the purpose here below. Like I said earlier, our civilization came from somewhere. It started somehow. Now, this chapter four, Mystery of Civilization, here in... Mr. Armstrong's greatest book, Mystery of the Ages, does explain how civilization led up to today. The development of pagan, idolatrous religion, the development of corrupt, ineffective, or deadly human governments, the development of false education, evolution rather than creation human beings stirred up by the devil invented all of these systems that we see so common in society now even the invention of cities was an act of rebellion direct rebellion against god now, at first, it may have seemed like it was a good idea. After the flood, there weren't a whole lot of people around. And yet, the wild beasts were reproducing quickly. For a while there, the wild beasts would have had the humans surrounded. And so it was smart for Nimrod to try to group them into cities and build up a high wall around them so they wouldn't be attacked and killed by the wild animals. But then with all these people together, 
in these cities, bad ideas started to float around. Genesis chapter 11 tells the story of the Tower of Babel. All these people came together. They wanted to build a tower up to the sky. And they actually thought that they could all climb up to the top of that tower and be higher than the flood levels if God would ever choose to send another flood. As if the only way that God could wipe out all life on earth is through a flood. He has a lot of other methods too. It's really best to just obey, isn't it? But they thought they could build a tower higher than the flood levels. And that way they could live however they wanted, break whatever law they chose and never have to worry about paying the death penalty for that bad choice. God had to intervene there. He confounded their languages and he sent them to all corners of the earth. And so the predominant peoples in each part of the earth today are there for a reason. God put people in certain parts of the earth because that's where he wanted them to build and grow. And he knew that if he had allowed human beings to collaborate with one language back at that time, we would have reached the death of civilization all those thousands of years ago instead of today. We wouldn't have gotten our 6,000 years that God had planned for us to experience the, the horrible results of rebellion against him. Completion of the Tower of Babel would have meant acceleration of that plan by thousands of years. And that's not what God wanted. But you can see here how these cities developed. And in these cities, Nimrod established false worship. Basically worshiping anything that scurried or slithered upon the ground or flew through the air. Even worshiping the heavenly bodies. And so this pagan religion involved child sacrifice. This whole false system, this entire human civilization is built on satanic ideas. And really there's not one shred of it worth keeping. In the future, God will tear it down and he'll build it up his way. Page 158 to conclude here. Page 158 of Mystery of the Ages. Again, you can get yourself a free copy at thetrumpet.com. Mr. Armstrong writes, These are the very last days of Satan's evil world. God's utopian civilization will be started with the present generation. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. 
Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.